At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Kelly, do you want to uh, count us down in a different language other than English? Uh, uh sure. Uh, hit us with it. Ready? Yep. Ein, zwei, drei. What? Oh, shit, I didn't count down, I counted up. Whatever. Oh, God, I forgot that my hands fucked up there. <laughs> oh, dude. Oh, Andre, <laughs> just smack your shoulder. You big, beautiful lady. I feel so stupid. <laughs> I just like smacked all of my stitches. <laughs> oh, that fucking hurt. Oh, damn it. I forgot it was a thing. I, I did, So when it comes to like doing shit on my computer, I had no idea how much I actually utilized my left hand until <laughs> I can't really use it. And I'm like, oh shit, I guess I'm like- It's time to start writing long form. <laughs> I'm like low key ambidextrous. Get a quill. <laughs> Welcome to Bros of Murder, where we, we support capitalism. Very hard, Jeff Bezos, you bastard. I'm, I'm really. Lying in the dick. Yeah, I'm really upset he didn't event Horizon himself. I really wanted that new. Maybe next time. Maybe we'll get lucky. I remember one time a uh, battle called me and he was like, "Hey, I was listening to a recent episode. Why is Amazon a sponsor?" And I was like, "Oh, I didn't know that." He was like, "Yeah, I don't like that." I was like, "Yeah, me neither." <laughs> oh, but welcome to Bros of Murder, where you know we talk about true copies of color, music, <laughs> and we do all that jazz. What? I just had a delay Probably. reaction to what you said. Oh, <laughs> I should have played it off yes. as you were lagging. That would have been good. <laughs> I was very confused. But yeah, so this episode, we're doing unsolved oh. cases, even though Battle hates unsolved cases, but I also hate Battle, so this kind of works out for me both ways. Uh, <laughs> so who wants to go first? Because uh, my case... It started out as an unsolved thing, but someone got charged literally yesterday. <laughs> so I'm still going to cover it and just talk about who done it. Well, might have done it. So I guess I can go first. Um, Battle, do you want to like take us into our... Into, you could, you know, you could, you could go ahead and go first. I do have a case. It's like a, an update case. Yeah, so let's start with like, you. Like an update. update. Yeah. Yeah, give it, keep, it, keep it fresh. I got no drip in my pocket. Must have forgot it, or maybe I already lost it. Don't got enough to go cop it. I'm about to take off like a rocket. Houston, we might have a problem, but that don't mean money on solve. No, that don't mean money on solve. 
Welcome dreaming other commas and I got So for those of you that don't know, it's me, <laughs> Battle. Hey. This bitch. <laughs> but you all remember sometime last year when I covered a case from Netflix's Unsolved Mysteries reboot? You know? I covered the case of Alonzo Brooks. I think I do. Yes. Okay, yes, so Alonzo Brooks. Well, guess what? There have been updates on that case. Yes. So for everyone that's not familiar with Alonzo Brooks, you can go back and listen to the episode or watch the Unsolved Mystery about Alonzo Brooks. Or or do both. Yeah. You have time. But I'll tell you a little bit about his, his tragic end. Yes. <laughs> so... Back in 2004, Alonzo went to a party with some of his friends and BFE, uh, bump up, bump, bump, fuck Egypt. So he went in some random like place. Wait, what was the BFE? Bump, fuck Egypt. I think it was in. It's just like set somewhere like in the middle, uh, a little, a middle of no, in the middle of nowhere. So during their during this party, there was a bunch of people there. There's like over a hundred people, but there's also some white people using some racial slurs but alonzo was like okay whatever i'm having a good time i'm talking to people whatever so he was just being chill about the situation and everything and you know he gets it some people are just fucking assholes you get that everywhere and sometimes you just don't want to waste your breath or your time especially if you're having a good time eventually though his friends decide to leave the party and Alonzo insists on staying at the party because he was talking to someone and he thought everything was good. But unfortunately, for his friends, that was going to be the last time they would see him alive. Because after the party or the next day, he ends up going missing. So, fast forward a little bit. It took nearly a month of searching for them to eventually find his body that was located on the side of a creek. And again, another unfortunate event that happened was that there was no good information that came from finding his body, as the autopsy report didn't really determine some type of cause of death. They were just like, oh, he drowned, or oh, he died of natural causes on the side of a creek. Okay, I got you. So, where are we now? I wish the listeners could see uh, Battle's facial expressions when he said, okay, I got you. They're very sarcastic. Yeah, well, because it's so fucking... Yeah. Like, right? Okay, yeah. Natural causes. So, after the release of the Netflix documentary, or the reboot of Unsolved Mysteries, the internet went crazy, just like the internet does. And of course, people wanted to know more, and everyone knew something was wrong, and the internet does what the internet does. They start to investigate it themselves. This caused this actually caused so much of an uproar that in 2019, the Department of Justice and the FBI reopened the investigation surrounding his death. Not only that, but but according to CNN, the FBI actually went or actually started to offer a $100,000 reward to anyone that had any type of information regarding his death. Not only that, but last year, I think last July, his body was exhumed and they did another autopsy. And guess what? They determined he was alive the whole time. That no, not at all. Could you imagine? Like, yeah, no. It turned out that they ruled it a homicide. There was enough evidence to prove that, okay, yes, yeah, someone killed him, but the people that did. The original one just didn't do their due diligence. They just didn't give a shit. But his body was taken to Dover Air Force Base. I don't Space. understand how that happened. I think... You don't? I don't get how that happened. I mean, I'm always just of the opinion, like, if you are the person who did that, you did it intentionally, and you're trying to cover up something. Or, you, like... Or, if, if they don't investigate? I or just no, just well, that no, if they, like, if they're just like, oh, it was a, it was a suicide... Yeah, sweep it under the rug, and then someone else is like, "Uh, this is a murder." Like, how how does the first person? Well, you have to remember too that Alonzo was black and uh, Mexican, 
and he was in Kansas where a lot of white people are and he was unfortunately in a rural area where a lot of white people were that probably didn't see a lot of black people so they're just like uh okay this dude died of natural causes but so it's probably just more negligence yes kind of cover up yeah So, according to a statement by acting U.S. attorney Dustin Slinkard, he said that we knew that Alonzo Brook died under very suspicious suspicious circumstances. This new examination by the this new examination by a team of the world's best forensic pathologists and expert establishes that this was no accident. Alonzo Brooks was killed. We are doing everything we can and will spare no resources to bring those responsible to justice. So, because new things are coming in, it's imp- coming into light. It's important to note that authorities haven't made any arrests so far and they have yet to put out any updates and this is probably because they want to protect his family or protect what they know about the murder. And this is the update that I have for you all. And I hope that we get something more. We get more information so we could put it out there and hopefully we have better news than what we have now. And unfortunately, as of right now, this is still an unsolved case. But there you go. There's the update, the update corner. Updated from... Uh, unusual death to murder. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Still. Yeah. So something more. Something less suspicious. Something even more suspicious. Because now it's like, right? Who did it? Why would they want to do it? Because I do remember the case, and like there wasn't like really any motives anyone would have to like want to kill him. I remember you when you uh, covered it the first time. Like, he seemed like he was a normal, chill dude. Yeah. He he got ready before the party and everything and you know they found like his boot like on the side of the road like his boots yeah. and he was just walking around barefoot which was out of his character but they also noted that he was talking to some girl and then these other people were getting upset and it was just such a weird situation. Yeah, so I'm, I'm yeah, very like curious. Yeah, I don't think there needs to be like a clear like motive. It's probably just one of those things where like people were being racist and got carried away with their mm-hmm. drinking shitty. Yeah. yeah, that's I'm yeah I'm very curious to see like what comes of that in the future. Hopefully, the near future, and yeah, we don't have to wait years for someone to like get convicted or yeah. charged. Hopefully, the trail's not too cold. Yeah, given the time that's passed. Well, and, I mean, if it was, like, a traumatic fight or something at that party, like, chances are someone who was there remembers it. Or multiple people there probably remember it. It was said there was, like, a hundred people at this party. Yeah, so I'm assuming there's a good chunk of people who probably know. Yeah, somebody probably knows something, and they're just covering their ass, their friend's ass, or, like, maybe threatened by someone not to talk. Yep. Especially because, like you said, it's a small town, too, so shit sketch. But I think this is a good transition into my case because it started out, like I said, as an unsolved crime that happened back in May. And then someone recently got charged and there's going to be an update in the future because they're going to trial August 3rd. What's today? The 27th, right? 28th. Right? 27th. 28th. Yeah. So I'm going to have to give another update. Yes. I want to give another update after the actual hearing. But mine is about a boy with autism whose body was found by hikers in Nevada Back in May 20th. Nevada. Nevada? Are you sure? It's not Nevada? Yes. It's not Nevada. You probably say Oregon, too. Oh, you, you probably say Arkansas. <laughs> no, I say Arkansas. It's Nevada. So anyway, yeah. Stop that. Stop being... I feel very attacked. Battle is a fat <laughs> cunt. <laughs> <laughs> I am. That's kind of. <laughs> All right. So anyway, back to my. That class. was a great throwback. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of callback. All right. So back to my case. So now the person who is being charged and investigated in this crime is actually the boy's mother, Samantha Rodriguez. She is the mother of Liam Hudson, whose body was found and discovered by hikers in Nevada off a highway by a creek due to strangulation out of all things. 
So now the seven-year-old boy who was from California disappeared. And if you follow like, you know, the news and crime buzz, you would have seen, you know, this case kind of going on for a little bit for a couple weeks. And people just didn't know what happened. They found him, did the autopsy, found like he died of strangulation, and that was about it. So his body was discovered on May 28th on off of a highway, and he disappeared from his home in San Juan, California. Liam's death was a homicide by strangulations, and they so the coroner estimated that it took about 15 minutes for him to die of strangulation. So yeah, so it wasn't like a quick death. The indication showed that it was very prolonged and very violent. Liam was last seen with his mother, 35-year-old Samantha, after the two had left their California home on May 24th. They were spotted together on May 26th in Laguna Beach, uh, about 200 miles south of Las Vegas. So Nicholas Hudson, I keep saying Hudson, I'm sorry, it's Husted. Nicholas Husted told police that on May 24th, he arrived to the family's home and noticed that his son and wife were gone, along with with all their belongings. So it seemed like she just packed up everything of theirs and they both just left. He reportedly told detectives that he had a voicemail from Samantha saying, I'm sorry I had to do this. And that's it. So the search for Liam began and they also noted that you know he was on the autism spectrum disorder like you know he's on a spectrum and that quickly aroused like more attention from everybody to try to find this kid and the fbi actually put out a ten thousand dollar reward for any information so as the investigation continued they discovered that his mom was staying in a hotel in las vegas and she uh checked in there on may 27th the day before the body was discovered in the bush On June 8th, the mother was arrested and charged with murder. At the hearing on the 3rd... (laughs) 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 Sorry, that's my cat. His name's Linguini, and he is a noisy boy. I thought it was mine at first. I was like, wait a minute, is that me? I was like, no, she's sleeping. (laughs) Yeah, so on June 3rd, when she was brought into police station, she confessed to killing Liam. She said that, you know, she said that she had strangled him, taken off all of his clothes, and left him naked in the desert. She didn't explain why he took all of his clothing. I'm assuming it was to, like, try to get rid of any evidence or, like, you know, finger, anything, you know, just try to, like, get rid of anything that could be linked to her. I can't think of any real other reason why she would, like, disrobe him. And it's just a crazy case of phallicide. She said that she was just frustrated with her child, and that's why she strangled him. And that's all we really have right now. She's going to be going to her hearing on August 3rd, and I'm going to update after that hearing. And I'm just curious to see, like, what her reasoning is. Because just saying that you were just frustrated with the child, a lot can be taken from that. Because there have been many cases of, like, parents of children with, like, autism or other, like, health issues or disorders or neurological disorders who do kill their kids out of just, like, frustration of having to deal with that. And that's, I feel like, even more fucked up than killing, I mean, killing a child is fucked up. Killing anybody's fucked up. But I think, especially when you kill a kid because you're upset that they have like a neurological disorder or the neurodivergent i don't know it's it hits close to home for me because our brother's autistic kind of makes me think of like shaken baby syndrome yeah you know it's just really uh, it's it's just disgusting but i mean obviously worse well and it's kind of confusing because there's there was clearly like no attempt to like cover their tracks no, because like, like there's a there, there's a paper trail staying at the hotels and shit like that. They were uh, seen leaving together. They left a voicemail. Yeah, they were seen. Apparently, uh, I was looking on Reddit. There's like CCC footage of them. Like there was yeah, there was no attempt to hide themselves. And then when it comes to packing up all your things and leaving, I don't, that just doesn't scream to me like someone who I don't know. No, it doesn't make any sense. Like, and why go to the desert to do that? Yeah, and if I, you're I not going to cover your tracks. And I, I, I'm waiting for the hearing. I want to hear more from the father's side because, like, from what I've seen, no one has been reporting anything like, oh, there was like domestic violence issues, issues in a marriage. I can only assume there might have been issues in the marriage that make her want to leave, but issues enough to like want to marry your kid. 
I don't know. It makes me think that, like, there's, yeah, like, more to it where it wasn't just she was frustrated, but maybe she herself is suffering from some kind of mental mm-hmm. health yeah. issue. Because it doesn't seem, like, obviously that's not, like, a rational At all, yeah. step. And, but it doesn't seem like, yeah, like you said, it doesn't seem like it was, like, intentional or, like, like pre-planned or anything yeah, like that's that. What that. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. It, it didn't seem like it was pre-planned, but at the same time, this happened over the course of, like, a couple days. So it was like, I don't know. It's going to be hard yeah. to be like, oh, you had a psychotic break when it's like, I don't, mm, I don't know. I can, I'm just going to have to wait to hear it. It reminds me. But I mean, psychotic breaks can last, last a while. Not that I'm, I'm, obviously there's no excuse for, like, killing a, someone else. I think the biggest thing for me is the, like, the whole 15 minutes of strangulation. Because it's like, all right, you had a psychotic yeah. break. You started to strangle someone in that's that, a long time to th- think about that while you're staring at them. That, yeah. yeah, that whole 15 minutes. Like, and it, 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 strangulation's personal. Like, you're looking at someone doing that. So, like, 15 minutes, yeah. that's like, you could have you could have stopped. You had a big window to stop. There's no, there's no excuses for it. It reminds me of this uh, case of a YouTuber who killed her child. Oh, God, I can't think of the name. What? I'll link a... Yeah, I'll link a video in the show notes i'll send it to you guys later i gotta find a video but basically this woman her daughter had autism and she would have like a lot of violent outbursts and what she would do is she would document it all and put it on youtube and like everything on a youtube seemed like fine they would pray together she would kind of document like all the issues and it got to the point though where she was like she was really suffering quote-unquote in silence and uh she got so frustrated with her kid that one day she took her out to the woods in a van they went to go quote unquote make s'mores and uh after she she was like feeding her s'mores the whole time having a grand old time uh then put the girl in a car with her and it put a bunch of coals in the backseat of the car and all the coals on fire to suffocate them both jesus yeah that also makes me think of that family who like where there's that that picture of the little boy um hugging the cop and he's like a little black boy and what oh, happened like yeah. with their whole family that shit's crazy yeah but it, but this woman uh turned like, luckily they both didn't die the girl was in a coma for a little bit but she came back to it and the crazy thing about that whole case is like if you go to her youtube channel when it was still up people were in the comment sections like praising her like oh i completely understand what you did you're not a monster like she was a violent animal and it's like that was like a kid with autism like what the fuck yeah man those parasocial relationships really that hit is so strange. defending a murderer i'm gonna i'm gonna send it to you guys because like it, i was just baffled and i'm yeah i'm pretty sure the youtube channel is down now but it was up for a long time that's oh, elliot rogers is still up i'm pretty Ooh, sure i really want to cover him in what you should elliot roger feces <laughs> i want to cover him bees <laughs> Like, gosh, that was such an interesting case. I watch the little case sometimes. I'm just like, yeah, wow. a, there, there is. I'm going to do another. I'm going to have a case ready on another uh, YouTuber who killed her parents. I, I, There's something about, like, people who do internet things, like, make content on the internet, and then also commit murders that just, like, fascinate me. Because it's that whole, like, mask off moment, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and you get you have that, like all that evidence of their descent into that. Like the girl I'm talking where, like, about. Like you can like go back and watch thousands of hours exactly. and just like look at all the little pieces that like suddenly make sense. The, the the girl I'm talking about, she literally after she committed the murder, she went on YouTube and talked about why she did it. Just like try to deflect it on her parents, like make it like their fault, and then later admitted like mm, no, I just wanted. To- did she right, go to jail? Okay. Yeah. Send this to me. We oh yeah, do- yeah. Yeah. We'll get I'm not gonna say because I need to hear this. Like. <laughs> bitch sorry everyone (laughs) yeah sorry but yeah no that's my case i'll be giving an update after that it's like like i said the hearings on august 3rd so you'll be getting the update soonish about that and uh, before we go on we can go into a little break before we go on we'll go ahead and go into a little break i I can see you talking oh my gosh we're going into a break like (laughs) always and now a short commercial break At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. 
we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Okay, so my case starts in like 1500, 1584. When does your start? Shit. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. So I'm sorry. It's a day. Is yours more recent? Yes. You should go first. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought yours was going <laughs> to. This, like, this is chaotic today. <laughs> So my case is takes place Jan where it starts on January twentieth, nineteen eighty-two. A woman, a nineteen-year-old woman named Lisa Ow, gets off work and goes to the grocery store to pick up a few things, then heads over to her boyfriend's sister's house to meet her and her boyfriend for dinner. She leaves around twelve thirty at night and is not seen again. In the morning, when her parents realize she's missing, they call her boyfriend Doug Holmes. The one she had been having, the only boyfriend she had, the one she had been having dinner with the night before, and he comes over to look for her with her parents, and they find her car abandoned on the side of the highway, with the window partially lowered. It had been raining heavily because this is in uh, Honolulu, and um, at least like two to three inches of water in her car, so her car is soaked, but. They find her purse sitting on top of the wet seat, completely dry, missing its her driver's license. And how much how much water did you say was in the car? Like two to three inches, like that's a know, good amount on the bottom. Yeah, so it was like heavy raining while the window was open. So they call the police um, to report her missing and what they found so far. A statewide search commenced, and ten days later. Her body was found in a ravine um, without any clothes. So her death was quickly ruled a homicide just based on the circumstances. And due to the level of decomposition as well as little else in the way of forensic evidence, the cause of death was was not determined. Um, But because of the state with which Lisa's car was found, the main theory of her death was that a police officer or someone posing as one was the the person who did this to her. The Honolulu Police Department received a lot of heat for their handling of the case. Um, Policies on unmarked cars were directly affected due to the public outcry, and an officer was investigated for her death, but nothing came of it. Her driver's license was found at a grocery store uh, eventually. Wait, like, found where at a grocery store? Like, inside the grocery store? Or what? So, she, the night she went missing, she had been buying groceries for the dinner and um because like you had to show your id if you write wrote a check she had shown her id and forgot to take it with her so she left it there so that's why it was missing because of the stagnation on the case lisa's family hired a former homicide detective as a private investigator he disproved the police's theory that an officer had killed lisa as well as highlighted the lack of investigative work on her case he believed that had um, had basic work been done, that the case would be closed now. Uh, Doug Holmes, Lisa's boyfriend, was also an- another main suspect of the investigation. The couple had been seen by a security guard that night of her disappearance, arguing before she left the sister's home. 
And then shortly after she left, the security guards saw him leave, following her, essentially. Her boyfriend failed two separate lie detector tests, though, disclaimer, like, we know that lie detector tests don't really mean much. Yeah, unless, unless you're watching Steve Wilco. Faulty they are. It means everything. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, they're good at measuring whether or not someone's nervous, but whether it, or not yeah. they're telling the truth. But whether uh, or not they're lying, yeah. it's not. I love this. Well, and I think it's so interesting that they still do them now just because they're they're unreliable and they're inadmissible in court. So it doesn't right. matter anyway. Do you know, but, I think it's I think it's to like psychologically get someone to the point where they're ready to confess. That's true. Where they're like, yeah. they think that they can tell that they're going to lie, so they just start telling the truth. Yeah, there's different ones, too. And, like, the sketchiest one I heard about is, like, the eye one. So, there's, like... Oh, with eye dilation? Yeah. No, no, no. Like, hmm. Yeah, so like, you're, like, you're, like, looking at a computer, and there's a camera on you, and they ask you the questions, and they just go by, like, yeah, if your, your eyes dilate. But it's like, that just seems so fucking sketchy. Insert a gif of the guy from Clockwork Orange watching (laughs) the movie. (laughs) Well, and my eyes dilate when, like, I make waffles. Right? I'll be hungry. I'm I'm just like, oh. Anyway. um, So he, he claimed the reason he failed the lie detector tests is because he felt guilty for letting her drive home in a heavy rainstorm despite her inexperienced driving. A witness claims that she saw a car the night of Ao's disappearance that matched the description of Holmes's car two separate times. She passed him first going one direction, and she could feel see a female passenger who seemed to be asleep. And then when she turned around and passed, like, I don't know, they didn't say the difference in time from when she saw them the first time versus the second time, but the second time she saw them, the female passenger was no longer in the car. She says that she contacted police about it as a tip, and they never followed up with her. So, I mean, that goes back to, like, the the other, the private detective saying that they didn't do a good job. So, um, they also exhumed her body a year after her burial. And, um, it was just, let me, hold on, let me find it again real quick. They were saying how, like, there was all this... St- like her her body hadn't been properly washed before bur- burial and like hadn't been properly treated so it was not so easy to f- like again they still didn't do a great the the autopsy was inconclusive because it hadn't been treated properly and they were talking about even um exhuming it again now to maybe try and open the case again but it goes back to like it's been what almost 40 years now so, like, they could have conceivably, based on everything that happened, solved this murder at the time. But now a lot of those details are lost to history because people have died. And so, yeah, that's my case. Yeah, that's the thing that's, I think, most frustrating about c- cases like this is that there's absolutely no reason it could not have been solved. They were just, yeah. the p- police at the time were lazy and didn't do their jobs. And so now we can't solve it because too much has too much time has passed yeah well and i mean that's kind of the nature of doing a a mysteries or an unsolved episode is we don't have a lot of evidence to go over we don't have a ton of suspects it is Mm -hmm. kind of bare bones especially with like cases of color where like they're already they really already do kind of give you scraps in it begin with that's that's the one thing we don't talk about a lot me and battle like talked about it before but like when it comes to like cases of people of color it's it's really bare bones a lot of the times with the information like you really gotta dig for it they're just and they're like like i'm sure that there are plenty of cases that relate to true like they're true crime cases that relate to people of color but it's also so hard to even find articles Mm -hmm. i've noticed just because like yeah they don't people don't want to talk about it especially because they don't do a good job yeah well and i mean you can see if and it's so like saturated with the same cases over and over and over again. Exactly. Like even like in like true crime media, like how many times are it's we gonna do John Benet Ramsey? Yep. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like um, also like when I when you see a lot of cases reported on like people of color, the, the narrative is always like so skewed to begin with. And, like, it's just yes. you can just like kind of read between the lines what they're saying. It's like are you trying to say that they they're thug? I can see that's what you're trying to hint at. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just in like the images people choose for like memorials and things on the news, like and, and like it's yeah, all done very intentionally. Uh, we're not gonna my soapbox today, but yeah, go ahead. So Robert, take it away. <laughs> okay, I mean, if there is no <laughs> more apt soapbox than your own podcast, where yeah, else that's you true. I mean, our whole podcast is kind of a soapbox if you think about it. Let's fight everyone. <laughs> Let's fight everyone. Ooh, you should put that Nicki Minaj song in the background. I know you don't like me. <clears throat> you wanna fight me? <clears throat> Always on my page, but don't double tap like me. <laughs> uh, so, uh, the year is 1584. There is a man, Walter Raleigh, who funds the expedition voyage from Plymouth to America to investigate whether it would be possible to set up a colony. Oh, this is British people. Oh, of course. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, yeah. They sure do like those colonies. Uh, so essentially, you know, this guy's putting up a bunch of money to see, you know, where can we set up a reliable fort for the British in the Americas, recently discovered Americas. The company arrives in an area called Roanoke Island. This island is home to actually a few different tribes of people. They convinced two of them to come back with them to England. Uh, these two men were Manteo and Wachase, and they are the first... Native Americans who are baptized Protestant, like they're given positions of power, you know, whole whole thing. Similar treatment that, you know, many people who were brought back to England went through of like being paraded around and meeting famous people as kind of like a sideshow. Yeah, by the sake, tokenized. Yeah, absolutely. So, and then fast forward a little bit, 1585, uh, five ships are sent back to this area and some British soldiers are left behind with supplies. And they're like, okay, put up a fort, try to keep it. They leave, they come back again, 1586. Uh, they have been killed. They'd be like, uh, there were just a few survivors, uh, and they say that, you know, relations with the Native Americans are, have gone very poorly, that there's been, you know, attacks on the fort. So they're like, okay, well, that's, we have these two gentlemen, Monteo and Lanchese, who can, like, be our surrogates and, like, help convince them that it's all cool. They organize another expedition, but this time with women and children. And they're like, okay, we are gonna like set up a town town. This isn't gonna be a military fort. This is gonna be a true like colony. And they, while they're setting this up, they actually have much better relations with the Native Americans, you know, because the Native Americans see them less as like a military force occupying them, you know, because they, again, they have women and children, they're building farms and like houses and things. And they're like, okay, you're like not trying to just steal our land, and kill us. You're trying to like live here, um, and then they leave again, or rather, Sir Walter Raleigh White leaves again, and he leaves behind his his wife and child, who was the first child of English parents born in the United States, and her name was Virginia. Is his name Sir Ra- Walter Raleigh? Yes, Sir Walter Raleigh. Wait, so he went back wife. to England without his children? His wife yes, and to go child. get wow. supplies. Men will literally go back to England and not get there. That's crazy. Crazy. <laughs> so yes, the governor returns uh, back to England to obtain more supplies, and then the Spanish attack the English. <laughs> the Spanish. And... <laughs> the Spanish. So the Spanish Navy was like, the best in the world. And the English were like super pressed for resources. And they're like, okay, anybody who has a boat, you're fighting the Spanish. The Pinta, the Santa Maria. Like you're going nowhere. <laughs> we are fighting the Spanish. <laughs> so this guy was not able to return to the Americas for like quite a while because he had a boat big enough to fight Spanish Armada. So he had to hang out. Sorry, babe. I can't come um, back home. I got to, you know, fight the Spaniard. <laughs> Oh, sorry, there's just this war going on. I'm not allowed to leave the country again. <laughs> so in 1602, so, you know, over, a little over 10 years later, they go back. He's able to finally get back and everyone is gone. Or sorry, 1590. The uh, they, late 1590, they go back and everyone is gone. And they're like, ah, there's probably the Native Americans killed them all again. Wah, wah. And because there was, you know, tension with the local people, they had a system set up. They said, okay, if you guys have to flee, what we want you to do is carve crosses into the trees if it was something serious, uh, and then use that to mark your path and we'll come find you. They found no crosses, but they did find two trees with carvings. One of them said CRO, 
the other said C-R-O-A-T-A-N, Croatoan, uh, which was the name of the people you know what this reminds me of? Uh, that lived near there. So they no, thought... Remember that episode of Spongebob where everyone got superpowers? Yeah. No. And Squidward became like the lava guy and his and his power, whenever he had to like shoot lava out of his head, he would just go, Krakatoa! <laughs> then a bunch of lava would shoot out of his face. I, I have no idea. What? <laughs> Okay, I'll show you guys after this. Go ahead, continue. I, I'm sorry. Uh, so, again, these people disappear, and when they're kind of searching around the settlement, so the settlers had this habit of, like, burying their valuables and treasure and stuff, and they found a few of those had been unearthed. Like a hobbit. And things like important documents and pictures were taken, but things like jewels and gold were left behind. So people were like, okay, so they weren't, like, pillaged. You know, those were valuable things to take these things must have been left behind. Um, and they didn't use our system of like carving crosses into trees to let people know that they had to flee, but they did write Croatoan. And then Sir Walter uh, Raleigh White is just like, okay, well, I tried. And fucks off back to England. And the story kind of stops there for a long time uh, about like what truly happened to these settlers. And then throughout the years, they're in that same area, there becomes a Native American tribe uh, who's found that has gray eyes, and they claim, oh yeah, we are, just part of us are the descendants of white settlers as well, like, you know, but we, yeah, we're Native American, like, we've lived here forever. The archaeologists still today are trying to, like, figure out what truly happened, and searching along Roanoke Island uh, in these, like, Crotone areas, they found artifacts such as, you know, uh, English guns and rapiers and things like that, which would indicate that you, they were living amongst these people, that they were able to find a good, comfortable living living that was not at the English fort. And maybe it was due to like lack of supplies that never came or their inability to like sustain themselves. But they were able to find a home amongst uh, these people who they were so fearful of, labeled as savages, warred against. But eventually they were like taken in and just became a part of the community, such to the extent that uh, their future generations couldn't give exact details or like maintain language or things like that. They're just like, oh, we're we're Croatoan. What do you mean? So, is it a mystery? Technically, yes, but the prevailing theory currently is that the citizens of uh, Roanoke left and lived with the Croatoans while their founder was fighting the Spanish. It sounds like Walter got cool. uh, got cucked, and I support. I support that too. We learned that in history class when I was a kid, because it's part of Virginia history. Now, uh, Kelly... So did they teach you that? They just, like, were integrated into no, Native American society? they, How did they ended it that? at Croatoan, finding Croatoan in the tree. That's it. That's all we knew. It was a oh. mystery for a really long time. It's only, I think it's only recently that they um, added on to it like you did. Uh, Kelly, yeah. correct me if I'm wrong. Croatoan, what, that was like old English, right? I don't know. So uh, that's what they called the tribe of yeah. people. I don't know if that was like a result of Croatoan being written okay. or what. Um, but I know those people are now referred to. Have you ever looked as up old Croatoan. English? Um, yeah, sure. I had to like read Canterbury Tales and stuff. No, 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 no. I mean, like. Yeah. Although Shakespeare's kind of different because Shakespeare just makes up a lot of shit and no, then it becomes no, English. By old English, I mean like English before. How do I explain it? It used to sound like completely different. Like if you hear old English, it sounds like gibberish. Like before, I don't know. I, 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 send, I send you a video. And I'll add, out a little. Sorry, I send you a video and I'll like add a clip of the video I saw in here. But yeah, old English just sounds like a mess. And you're like, I don't know how we got from there to here, but I'm glad we did. But name it here when French language on English, many words got deleted. So, Brindle is Rano. You hear that? That's English? That's old English. Or Anglo-Saxon. Oh. Old English, wow. It sounds like he's speaking German. Makes sense. Like, they're all like... Verstehen Sie Deutsch? Sprechen Sie Deutsch. Ich verstehe ein bisschen Deutsch. Yeah, it's like, when I first heard that, I was like, when I first heard that, I was like, oh, wow, I'm... That's crazy. That's crazy. Y'all can see all that shit. Y'all can't say an ethnic last name. 
Uh, but on a on a on a, I just, uh, since you talk about German, have you heard of uh, Ace T? No, I Ace T. She's a uh, black German R and B singer. She's a. I have not. A Lincoln. You should uh, plug her Instagram. Yeah, or you can, so she has a YouTube channel too. It's just it's called Ace T. Her Instagram is uh, Ace like A C E A C E T E E. And I'm pretty sure her Instagram oh, is also okay. Ace T, but I'll link it. But no, she her music is amazing. I'll send it to you guys too. Like she's a whole vibe. And you said it was R and B. Yeah, it's, it's like German R and B, and it's like like something that she, she's like. Mm, well, mm. but I'm about to go for a run, so I might listen to some Ace T on. I'll put it in a group chat. But yeah, no, that's the episode. And enjoy the music. I would play Ace T, but I don't have the rights to that music. So. <laughs> Copyright <laughs> infringement, am I right? <laughs> yeah, <all> right. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I mean, as long as we listen along. <laughs> Wait, are you yeah, serious? We're in the clear. Yeah, that's good. That's yeah. a given commentary. That is so a, it alters and change. Commentary is transformative in nature, and it's uh, not competing Wait, for the same what? audience. So, what? Are you sure? That's fair use. Critique yeah. is fair use. Sure. Oh, yeah. anyway. oh, yeah. When sounds angry as <laughs> yeah. fuck. Yeah, he doesn't beat the boy. The boy. <laughs> so we can wrap this up. I'm sorry. You can try no, to edit it that. out, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> All the cases were great. Everyone did a great job. Uh, the, the organization yeah. I want to spotlight is uh, Cold Case Project. It's a great database. I usually get my cases. Anybody can go in, like, put in a case. So, like, you don't have to be, like, an authority figure to go put it in. If you know someone or have someone who, like, died and you want answers to help get answers, you can plug in all the information there. You can also donate to help them because they do a lot of great work. I'll put their information in the show notes. Shout out to Code Case Project Database. Enjoy the music. Battle, go. I mean, not battle. Robert, go feed Laguini. Battle, you go uh, give <laughs> do something with your hair. What do you, you mean? Putting that like, coconut oil in it. Okay. No, I meant like okay. It, it looks good. nice. Thank you. It's just okay. making sure. It looks very good. <laughs> I'm gonna. He's gonna kill you. Yeah, Kelly, you go be Kelly. Play with the <laughs> cicadas. With the cicadas. Catch them. Yeah. Eat them. They're delicious. Me and the cicadas are gonna go. Dance Did y'all hear about those like maybe hallucinogenic cicadas? What? Are you out there eating oh. cicadas, Robert? Yeah, apparently that was a thing. I've eaten a cicada. I'll show you a video of me eating I a eat cicada. Bugs. I'll eat a bug, but like I don't know about a cicada. Hey, uh, bugs are the protein of the future. Uh, it's the most energy efficient protein. So, d- d- stop stigmatizing eating insects. That's some white people stuff. <laughs> but thanks for being. But yeah, but do you have to like cook them and devein them? It's like eating a shrimp without like when you're eating its poop. I used to never. I don't know if you devein I don't like ants and termites and stuff. I've no, never like. I like eating the whole. I mean, yeah. They're full of shrimpy poop. I've eaten bugs before too. Kaylee, yeah. have you ever eaten a bug? No. You're not, you're not a, I think it's a boy Crickets, thing. Might great place. Uh, pick up some cricket flour and cook with. Oh, I would do that. I just don't. I'm not going to eat a bug off the ground because I don't know where it's been. I mean, you see flies on shit and all that stuff. I don't. I would never eat a fly. I, I would yet, never though. eat a fly. You're right. But yeah, anyway, <laughs> thanks for being here. Bye. Bye. We now have breaking news. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker. Engineering your success. Artlist.io Into the dark The sweat drips down Watermark And you fire your emerald you are
Music licensing reimagined. Music licensing reimagined. Across the floor, you don't call. Music licensing reimagined. Licensing reimagined. Music licensing reimagined. Oh, 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 oh. 